before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to episode one of the STR Sisterhood. This is Stacey St. John, and boy, oh boy, am I delighted to be here with you. Now, if you have never met me before, I just want to share a few quick warnings with you. You are probably going to hear in this episode and many others in the future me say a few phrases. I love to say, I am so excited. And when you hear that, I want you to know it is genuine. I absolutely love talking to women in the short-term rental space. I absolutely love having the opportunity to have them share their stories. And I absolutely get excited about women helping women. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. And it is my sincere hope that you find encouragement and inspiration from the stories that you hear here. Now, the other thing I just want to warn you, you may hear me sing talk every once in a blue moon. I kind of do this, hello, or you know, I sing as a hobby. And what I have discovered over the years, what my friends and family tell me is that I tend to do this thing where I sing and talk at the same time. So I wanted to just share that in advance so you can adjust your ears and know what is going on. Uh, hopefully, I don't break any glass. I I will not sing anything of length, but you're probably going to hear me sing some words. Uh, I think I do this in this first interview, actually. Speaking of this first interview, I am thrilled to have you meet Amy Corbett. Amy shares her story about how she and her husband walked away from a stable income stepped out in a land that was uncomfortable to them and are absolutely having the time of their lives in their short-term rental business that they are leading together. Without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Amy. All right, we are here with Amy Corbett on today's episode. Amy, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. So first, before we dive into my questions, and I have a lot of them for you, just if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Amy. Hello. Um, I'm a co-founder of a small business called All Belong Co. We are a collective of 
33, I think now, short-term rentals, mostly in the Lynchburg, Virginia area, but we also have some in different states. So we are growing. Um, and that's, that's what, that's our full-time gig. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm curious, how did you get started into short-term rentals to begin with? Well, it's funny because I would have never, we call ourselves accidental entrepreneurs. We never would have, you know, thought this was going to be a thing. Um, rentals were in my husband's blood in his family. And when I came into the family, you know, I had never picked up a paintbrush. So um, it's, he quickly got me trained and into all the, the house things. And we started out early on in marriage with, with doing some rental houses on the side. That was never going to be the full the full thing. But yeah, that's, that was kind of like our intro was doing long-term rentals throughout our marriage until, yeah, a friend told me about this thing called Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> this little thing called Airbnb. <laughs> right, right. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. You know, we started in a, in our own basement apartment and made it kind of like more cool and, you know, really got to use a lot of creativity in doing it. And then from the first guest, you know, I didn't sleep a wink that night. Um, just worried. Do they like it? Does he like it? So I want to ask you, you know, you discovered this whole Airbnb thing. Um, you found out very quickly that you enjoyed it. I'm curious though, you know, you decided to really step out on a limb and left a life of stability with stable income and really started this company without any prior business experience. Tell us about that journey and what it's been like. Yeah. So we were in campus ministry for 17 years, my husband and I, and um, it got to the point where we thought we would be doing it until we, you know, were gray and had walkers, you know, um, it was just going to be our lifelong career and have these rentals on the side. Um, and that just wasn't the plan. Um, there were some circumstances that, you know, as our family was growing, if you've seen a picture of our family, we don't look like your typical family. And some environments can can welcome that and handle that, and some can't. And unfortunately, we were in a place that just couldn't couldn't support our family for who we were. And um, it's a it's kind of a sad story, but you know, by by going through the hurt that we did, we knew it was time for us to, we had to get out. We had to step down and do something for our family, find a place that would be welcoming that where we would feel like we belonged. Um, and so that really is our journey into this, this new business. And it was, okay, we don't have, we don't have anything. Like we had, we have these a couple of houses. I had just started, 
you know, helping a few homeowners with their own houses. And I thought this could be a thing, but should we move? You know, should we stay? What what is life going to look like? And we just decided, let's take a year and let's just kind of stick with the house thing until we decide and figure out what might be next in our story. So let me let me pause there and let me recap. Uh, so you started this full-time Airbnb journey, if you will, out of a distinct need because of, first of all, I, I absolutely applaud you and your, and your family for stepping out and doing what's right for you. And you and your husband probably knew deep down that it was going to be hard, but you also probably had a calling that it was the right thing for your family. Um, and that takes a lot of courage, you know? So first I just want to applaud you for that. And secondly, again, you stepped away from your campus ministry and gave yourself a year. Is that correct? To kind of decide, is this going to be for us long-term? Yeah. So we wanted to know, you know, do we just want to do ministry elsewhere? Is this the time where we go from campus ministry into more of a church ministry? Um, is this where we need to leave it all together? We didn't feel like we knew there were environments out there, like I said, that that were going to be inclusive, where we could feel supported. And, and we kind of took that year to look into some options. Um, but, you know, yeah, as, as it turned out, um, our little town of Lynchburg, Virginia was the one that just kept drawing us in. Like our heartstrings could not detach from it. We love where we live and we truly feel like we want to be here to help others see how great it is. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so I'm curious, within that one year time frame that you and your husband were, again, assessing your long-term plan, was there a certain event or a certain point in time where you both just knew that, yes, you were going to really make a go of this short-term rental business? Was it something that you put your heads together every few months? Talk to us about that decision-making process. Yeah, I think as we explored the different options, you know, we would come back and, and never really settle. Nothing was ever, it felt very unsettling. And of course, we were going through so much at that time and leaving our community and just having to deal through all of the, the fallout that, that comes with that. Um, but I think that the big moment for us was we took, uh, ironically, a trip to Myrtle Beach, which you know very well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Magic happens there. That's right, people. Magic <laughs> happens in Myrtle Beach. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know, we were, we were, um, the kids had fallen asleep and my husband looked at me and he was like, I, I mean, I think we hadn't really verbalized it, but I think we were both on the same page of, I think this, this short-term rental journey is, is going to be a thing. We just had continued to get more and more invitations to help others. And 
um, and do our own projects. And he looked at me and he said, let's give it a name. I think it's time. What do you think? Let's give it a name and let's, let's look into an LLC. And, and, you know, it was at that moment where it kind of took my breath away for a second of, yeah, because when you give something a name, that is like something is born into existence. And we, it didn't change what we were already, we were already doing it on this, you know, kind of like just to keep our heads above water. But this was something that was going to be born, that we were going to pursue, that was going to become a living, breathing thing. And that was so, you know, such a moment. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the name that you chose, All Belong, because, you know, just by hearing your story, you started this because you wanted to all belong. Um, is that how you came up with the name or what was the, what was the um, additional detail behind that? Yeah, it's funny because actually our first name was not all belong. Um, it was some, it was belong here. And we ran into some trademark issues when we wanted to, you know, become um, nationally trademarked. So our LLC was initially under the other name. And then when we saw people really responding to this brand of belonging, um, that's when we realized, oh, crud, like we don't have business experience. We didn't look up the national. We didn't know to look up the national um, registry for trademarking. And that's when we really had to go back to the drawing board, which I don't recommend for any business owners, but um, everyone can learn from our mistakes. You know, we knew that the name Belong was our story. That is who we are. That is our mission. It had to be in there. And so it just was a process of coming around to saying, you know, we're going to actually kind of lean in even more strongly to who we are and what we're about and what we believe. And we believe that everyone has dignity in them. Every guest will be treated with this sense of belonging when they come across our path. So that's that's kind of where, and then the CO, um, most people don't realize the CO stands for collective. That's why we're a collective of properties. You know, we're, we're in different states, but we are all under this brand of All Belong. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it really has power behind the name. And, you know, when you hear your story, it, you can't help but get the warm and fuzzies on the inside because you can really tell that you are living this brand day in and day out. And I think that that's so incredibly powerful, not only for you and your business, but I have a feeling that your guests absolutely feel that each and every day from you. I hope so. And that's um, in our, our goals as well. You know, our, our team now of co-hosts, we're working on how can we make each guest stay different, unique, special? What can we, what kind of concierge thing can we have upon their arrival so that they know that they're not just anyone. They are, they are special to us. They're not a number. They're not a dollar sign. Um, you know, everyone has a story and, and we love when guests share part of their story and why they're coming to us. 
And so we really are looking into ways to, to deepen that connection with our guests. Yeah. Love that. I want to pivot really quickly and ask about operating a business with your spouse. Because I know so many women who are listening may be going, wow, she is brave for stepping out, starting a business without any prior business experience, and even more brave uh, (laughs) by running a business with her spouse. So talk to us a little bit about what that's been like and maybe some struggles uh, along the way and how you have overcome them. Yeah. Well, it's so for us, we were in ministry. Of course, my husband was the, you know, was employed, but I kind of worked part time as a musician along the way and um, wanted to be really involved. So we had already had 17 years under our belt of of ministry in that sense. Um, I feel like we're a pretty good team. And but sure, going into a for profit business is a whole different ball game. Um, so we really quickly just, we knew each other's strengths. And so it, it, I'm really, um, passionate about putting aces in their places. So, you know, where Mark can shine is not where I shine. Thankfully we are, you know, have different giftings. Um, and he's got, the gift of understanding finances and numbers. And that's, that's not my area of expertise. So, so we've kind of worked it out where I almost feel like we're a little bit now like ships in the night where we are just passing. He's doing his, um, his things. I'm doing my things. I've got the team doing our things as far as just struggles. Yeah. I think it's hard to run a business to be, you know, my kids will be like, you guys are always together. Like you don't need to spend time together, but they don't understand that running a business, we're just talking so much business and we've got to prioritize at night, like actually being like, well, how are you actually doing? You know, (laughs) what, how's your heart? What's going on? What are you dreaming about these days? What are you um, you know, just keeping our our connection while we're doing so many things. And so do you try to set dedicated time to step away from the business talk and get into family life? Or how do you make that transition on a daily basis? It's tough. Like today, we, um, you know, we haven't had much time this week. And um, so we've decided we're going to go to lunch and probably at lunch, we're going to, we're going to need to say, okay, no talking business. You know, it usually, it's always going to bleed into it because like, like our life is, you know, yeah, you eat, sleep and breathe what you're doing and, um, family gets folded into it. But, um, you know, at the end of each day, once the kids are down, we would love to just turn on the TV and, and veg, but we're making a conscious effort to, to stop before that moment, to put the phones down and, and to really say, yeah, to kind of practice that conversation together. I love that. I love that. I think that's a really great reminder. I mean, my husband works full time still. 
currently. Um, and I just stepped away from the corporate world, but we do invest in real estate together, right? Even though I'm more involved on a day-to-day -day basis, but it is difficult to draw that line in the sand. Oh, no pun intended. Uh, draw that line in the sand to say, okay, we're going to have us time versus us time slash talking about business. But I totally understand what you mean that it bleeds over because if you're anything like us, we love this, right? It's fun to talk about. So it doesn't really feel like you're talking about work at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you with several years under your belt now, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you were starting out? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> well, the first one I've already shared about the, the, name. the national trademark, <laughs> the national trademark for name. <laughs> um, the second thing is, is working with other clients. If you're starting a co-hosting business, how important it is to be aligned with your clients, how much that will save you in time and stress and energy. I wish I had known starting out, but you, you just don't know what you don't know. Um, and there weren't these awesome podcasts out there like this um, when I was getting started. And I wish there were more resources to, to dive in and more community surrounding hosting. I was literally just up at night searching for anything I could. I want to ask you too, I want to go back to the comment that you just made about being aligned with your client. If you are starting a co-hosting business from your perspective, how do you make sure that you're aligned with your clients? What do you do to identify that? That's a great question. I think the first thing is more preemptive um, as far as on our website. You know, I want our brand to come across. I want um, people, I want clients who are going to connect with our brand. I'm not looking for clients who are simply out to just make the dollars and it's all about the money. That's just not who I am. And that's um, that those are going to be other companies that are going to be a great fit for those those clients. Um, but if you're looking for a brand that's passionate about hospitality, that wants an awesome guest experience, um, that wants to align with, you know, people you feel you can trust, those are my people. Um, and so I think by putting that out there beginning with the website and, and in everything that we do in our social media, that has helped. But then once a client reaches out to us, our process always starts with a consultation. Um, after the phone call, after we see uh, the pictures of the house or a video of the house, or I visit the house if it's local, then if the, if the homeowner wants we move forward with a paid consultation and I'm putting together, you know, pages and pages of information on their specific property, on the plan, what it looks like to go um, and work with us. And it's really during those 90 minutes of talking with the client, it really helps me to put our um, our expectations out there and for them to kind of ver be able to verbalize what they hope for us. Um, and then, of course, 
you know, having a contract that kind of lays that out um, on paper is another thing that not having business experience, I learned the hard way. <laughs> get get your details ironed out on paper with signatures. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. That's fabulous. Now I'm going to move into what I call the lightning round. And I want you to answer as quickly as possible with the first thing that comes to mind. And the first question in the lightning round is what is your favorite place to vacation? Oh, the beach, the beach. Do you have a um, favorite beach? We do. So every year our family goes to the Outer Banks in North Carolina and we don't just stay where everybody stays because that would be too boring. So we have to take the four by four and drive up the beach to where the wild horses are on Carava Beach. And our beach house is up there. The streets are made out of sand. You drive onto your beach. It's like your, be your beach cart. And wow. it's magical. We love it. It's more remote and it feels adventurous, which... I'm not a camper, so that's my form of glamping out there with a large, beautiful beach home on the beach. That, that's my kind of glamping as well. Yes. <laughs> okay. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit? I would love to go to Italy. I, I would love to visit it. That's on my bucket list. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Alrighty. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm. I think the advice that has paid off for me the most in my life is this, this idea of lean into your differences, that it is good and right to stand out and to be different and yeah, don't be like the rest of them. Don't try to fit in and look like all of them. Um, I think that was a very, very real struggle for me when my daughter at, age, at the age of two started losing her hair. And she now is bald with alopecia. And, you know, but that initially, we rock it now. It's part of who we are. And, and it's good and it's beautiful. And if you don't think that, there's something wrong with you, you know, not with us. So, yeah, I would say rock your differences. Love that. I feel like there should be a t-shirt that says that. All right. What is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? How do I pick just one? <laughs> um, so grateful for my husband. I, that That's corny. It sounds so cheesy, right? That's okay. But, but without him, I mean, we would not be doing this. I... Yeah, we are, a, we're a woman owned business. I'm 50, I own 51. He does 49. <laughs> um, <laughs> but still, yeah, I'm kind of, I get to be the out front person and it looks like I'm all like put together. And so yeah, business lady. But at the end of the day, he's my best friend and I can honestly come home and crumble and, and know that, that he will be there for me. I love that. I love that. Okay, before we wrap up, I know that you have a super cool property that is a caboose. Yes! Talk to us about the caboose. Oh, Stacy, it just opened. We have literally had our first three guests, and it's 
amazing. Um, I'm so excited. We bought a vintage caboose, had it brought from West Virginia to, to this piece of land that overlooks the James River near downtown Lynchburg. It's actually kind of out our back window. So, I mean, it's, it's just so cool. It's such a unique experience. You know, there's train tracks. When we bought this land, anything I put there, I was going to have to say on our listing, watch out, you know, be aware that there's a potential for noise. There's trains on the, that go by um, when you're staying here up on the cliff. Well, if you're now in a train, part of, that's just part of the experience. It's an industrial stay. <laughs> I Love that. I love that. Talk about a 4D experience there. Yes. Now, was the caboose already renovated on the inside or did you have to do that yourself? In West Virginia, it was a children's concession stand. So it already had some plumbing. It had some electrical, which was nice. But of course, we were going to totally redo it and move everything around. Um, so, yeah, we definitely gutted, gut. How do you gut a caboose? But <laughs> I mean, it made it made normal houses um, seem so boring. Now that having done a caboose, you know, yeah, it, it was such a fun and creative project. So I'm now like, okay, where's the airplane or where's the <laughs> Where's the bus? Like, let's do, give me all the things and let's repurpose. That's great. That's great. Well, that is so fabulous. If people want to check out the caboose or any of your other properties, where can they find you online? Yeah, just go to our website. It's allbelong.co.co. And you can, you can see the caboose. You can book your stay direct with us at any of our properties, see where we are um, in the world. And if you're a homeowner and might be interested in joining the collective, we'd love to talk as well. I love it. Amy, thank you so much. I absolutely love your story. I love what you stand for. And I just congratulate you on all of your success so far. And I know there will be way more to celebrate in the future. Thank you so much, Stacey. It was great talking. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of, and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance, and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.